millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. We do indeed have our new commentary team for SmackDown, which is Michael Cole, Kevin Patrick, and Corey Graves. And Kevin is still the lead guy, so that's right. I am putting myself on the Patrick Pals. I like Kev, and I think we should give him the time to get better. To the point, I am doing my conductor hands. Everybody has to stop being so mean. Even if you don't like him, you don't have to be such a negative Nancy. Awesome! <laughs> Hello, my friends. The irony of that intro being that I was a negative Nancy... Sometimes one does never cease. However, more importantly than all of this, we have just had an episode of Smackdown. So I went and talked to my auntie Joan. I said, auntie, what should I do? She said, Simon, you should up those downs. And I was like, this conversation never happened, but let's up those downs. <laughs> and of course, we got a silly start. Naturally. Because after a big video reminding us what did happen at SummerSlam with EO Sky cashing in her money in the bank, we were getting Charlotte Flair versus Oscar. Now this makes sense. When you do return to that triple threat... I suppose they kind of did get screwed. Not really. Now, the real issue with this is who the hell is the good guy? Who the hell is the bad guy? And after an early drop kick, Charlotte was bleeding. So if you went really quiet in the distance, you could hear John Moxley going, all right. At this point, the Empress was on the top rope, so she dropped the leg for a one-two. Oh, my gosh, she kicked out. When we cut to a commercial break, and when we returned, the Queen was just in control. Huh. So we do have to make it up as always, otherwise we're not going to know what the flub happened. So I'm going to say that Charlotte started to dance, and Oscar liked this, because she too started to dance, but Charlotte was doing the cha-cha, and she called it the tango. And Oscar was like, how can you not get your dances right? And she was so perturbed, Charlotte smacked her in the face. That works. Charlotte then did go nuts, and she splashed Oscar on the outside, which always looks horrible, when from nowhere... Damage Control's music hit. I was like, wait a minute. Why would Damage Control come out? They've already got the championship. Surely they'd want to stay far away. Now, this was a tease distraction because Oscar went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. But amazingly, it didn't work, which is when Bailey got on the apron, started going, look at me, look at me. Now, this did work because people did look at her. So EO Sky went to the top rope. She hit Charlotte and she hit Oscar at the same time. So it was what, a no contest, a double DQ? I don't know. So I do have to be honest with you, I didn't like it. There you go, I didn't like the finish. Because when you do put someone like Charlotte against someone like Oscar, I want a winner. I think we've talked about this before. It's like sports. If you have really big team versus really big team, the fun and the excitement comes in going, <laughs> who's going to win? And then if they, well, they didn't even both lose. But if nothing happens, I'm like, what a waste of my time. So I'm sorry down. The match was fun though, let's never lose sight of that, and Charlotte Flair is so damn good, and Oscar is so damn good, and I'm super pleased that Eosky is the champion, but let's stop crossing the streams and just give her a proper feud, but yeah, as I up. When Austin Theory tried to kill Santos Escobar, my word, because he was getting ready for his United States title match when Austin ran in and went, uh, surprise, and he just kicked the shit out of him, 
and he also threw him into a box-like structure. He also trapped Sarah's knee in like a travel case or something and went slam, so of course now he had a big boo-boo. And the big question was, well if he's a limping Larry, how is he going to compete later? Now this actually was going to be a show-long storyline. And I like those. You got two hours, you may as well. We then got smashed with info as we learned that next week Edge will be celebrating 25 years. We got an update on Santos's knee and no, it's not good. And Karrion Cross came to the ring. All this happened in about three seconds. It also meant that it was the feud that never ends because it is AJ Styles versus Karrion Cross. I can't even remember what they're feuding about now. Maybe Karrion is sort of growing his hair out and he looked at AJ and was like, oh man, you've got nice hair. I want to eat it. I don't think that's what it was. I tell you though, for one reason or another, the fans really bought into this, as did I. I thought it was really fun. And yes, we do have to address the bit in the middle, otherwise people lose their minds. But at one point, they kind of collided into each other. They went for a suplex and it didn't work. Now, I'm sorry, sometimes I get out of bed and I fall on my face. I don't have thousands of people watching me. So when you're trying to be super agile and you're trying to be an athlete, yes, Things will go wrong, but they are professionals. They made it work. And by the time we got to the end of this thing, I was like, man, I had a good time. So I'm taking it, putting it over there. I don't care. Karrion just threw AJ into Tina the Turnbuckle at 1.2, which was quite the choice. And then he grabbed him and he gave him a DVD into Alan the announce table. So I was having some kind of fear factor moment here. He was beating up all my wrestling friends. So I was then fought back and went for the phenomenal forearm, but Carrion was able to get the cross jacket, which does sound like they went to some kind of clothes shop and started trying on clothes. When all of a sudden AJ came back and he hit this amazing springboard 450. And of course he had the thing won when Scarlett was here. She put Carrion's foot on the rope. Come on, referee. Meechin then realized, oh man, I'm at ringside and I'm not doing my job. So she went after Scarlett, but this didn't work at all, because Scarlett just punched her. Thankfully, Meechin then did get back to her feet, and they too went flying over Alan the announce table. That actually looked quite badass. Essentially, this also served as some kind of big distraction, but Carrie and AJ did keep going at it when Stars hit the Stars clash. One, two, three. Now look, as enjoyable as this was, I do believe in the record books, it now says AJ3, <laughs> Carrie and Cross, nil. I think we have to end it. But up. There was no other shenanigans after this too, so I guess we will have to see. And also, Gallows and Anderson. We probably should do something with them too. Who the flub knows? When Edge's music hit, and this place lost it. Now we did have a quick update between all of this with Santos Escobar saying, I will be good for later. And Ray being like, yeah, he's my man. He's going to be good to later. When Edge was all like, ha, 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 surprise, I wasn't advertised to be here. Well, no, actually he said he wasn't meant to be here. So then he faded into dust and we never saw him again. Didn't happen. He had seen that Calgary was on the road though before they get to Toronto in seven days. So he wanted to say, hey, how are you doing? But also he wants to issue a challenge for next week because he wants to match. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When it called out Seamus. Ah, amazingly, too, this all tied into reality as well, because apparently it was the Irishman that lit a fire under Adam Copeland's ass when he wanted to return to the ring. And we did see some footage from Seamus' YouTube channel where Edge fell off a bike and he really, really did have a big old fall when he thought to himself, well, if I can experience this kind of a collapse and I'm OK, maybe I can be a wrestler again. He was right. He, of course, then started training. And before he did return at the Raw Rumble, it was Seamus who he chatted to in order to make sure that he was good to go. So I just thought this was lovely jubbly. I was like, man, you can tell they mean every single word that they're saying. Excuse me, I have something in my eye. Edge also wanted an answer, so Seamus did come to the ring. I mean, he could have come to the ring about 82 times before this because Edge kept saying his name. But he too was quite moved by this and we saw pictures and we saw more videos. And eventually I was just shutting up my television. Oh, just get it over with and kiss and hug. The man from Ireland also told this amazing story when back in 2004, he was a little bit worried because he was trying to get to the W. WWE, but it wasn't working, so maybe he would have to give up. When he saw a bunch of superstars and he tried to get some advice and have a guess who the only person is that gave him some information, that's right, John Cena. <laughs> it wasn't John Cena. Imagine he had just said John Cena, of course it was Edge. This gave Seamus all the energy and confidence he needed to make it to the top. So now, yeah, they are going to have a fight next week, although this did end with a little bit of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because Seamus said, I hope you don't regret it. So we are doing something, I just don't know what it is. But I would love it if we got more stuff like this. Like, I understand that we need the historic moments in order to tie it in. But this was just a joy, watching two people who clearly like each other have a bit of a conversation full of love. Also, they've never fought before. They've never had a one-on-one match. So that's one for the history books. If you are indeed writing the history book, don't think that does exist. Point is, I'm pumped up. Well, of course, LA Knight... (laughs) destroyed top dollar i mean that is his favorite thing to do beat hit row dollar is definitely still in somebody's bad books because this only went two minutes michael cole kept taking shots at him and yeah la knight just whipped his ass and he whipped ashante the adonis's ass too because he was trying to interfere it didn't work it completely failed blunt force trauma one two three he also grabbed a mic afterwards and did what he always does but it's so damn fun to see because he does have the crowd in the palm of his hand Although I will say this, in terms of Smacker Down, doesn't really feel like LA Knight has a direction at the moment, but that's probably because on Raw, he's going to have a feud with The Miz. But when we do take this weak chunk and we try and tie into La Knight's momentum, well, you can feel it building and you can feel it moving. And once again, I am super pumped about this. He should at least be a mid-card champion before the end of the year. Yeah. Up. Adam Pearce was then in the back going, Santos Escobar, are you okay? I'm like, why are you even asking this, Adam? You let people wrestle all the time. I could walk in there 
like half death, with a doctor going, yeah, he is about to die, and Adam would go, can you wrestle? And as long as I responded affirmatively, he'd go, yeah, cool, get in the ring. We then cut to Bobby Lashley, who is hanging out with the Street Profits, and I tell you this, Oh, I really like this group. Because he was talking about wasted potential and how he doesn't actually see that for Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. But they ain't champions, and he ain't a champion, so maybe they should walk around WWE and try and get some gold. I was like, you damn right. If WWE went as far as to introduce trios titles for this trio, <laughs> that works, I'd actually be all behind it. Now, I don't think they are going to do this. I mean, Vince McMahon doesn't even like tag team wrestling. But talking about potential, these three have it. In the space of, like, I don't know, what, a month? They already feel a little bit different. I can feel a certain feeling in my tootsie toes. Whatever that means, the point is, don't forget this WWE and make sure you do something good with it. Otherwise, well, I'll do nothing. (laughs) What am I going to do? Yell into a camera? I imagine you'll be fine. Then this poor Santos Escobar. He just had a terrible night. Because he did limp out for his match with Austin Theory when Austin was like, all right, well, if everyone is going to keep being a goober, I'm just going to beat him up again. And this time, I'll beat his ass so bad, he's not going to be able to compete. And that's exactly what happened. And then he finally finished him off with a fatality. And finally, the LWO were here. I was like, why weren't you watching your man to begin with? But given that Ray had also come out... As had Adam Pearce, who I do love, by the way. They just decided, well, you know what, Austin Theory, you shall defend your US title tonight, and it will be against Doink the Clown. Oh, can you imagine? I don't know what that noise was. But can you imagine if... And Doink came out to silence. This crowd was great on this evening. I'd have been the happiest man ever. Of course, it was Rey Mysterio. Now, if I was a hazard of guess, I would imagine that a couple of weeks ago, Rey was meant to beat Santos Escobar. But of course, he got injured in the match, so we called an audible. But either way, this is what I need to tell you. It only went about two, maybe three minutes, and Rey Mysterio won, and he's now the US champion. Now, as ever, the internet's going, I can't believe Rey Mysterio won. Are you kidding me? He's flipping Rey Mysterio. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a legend. And actually, if you go back over the last 20 years, WWE has never really given him his flowers. So I'm taking my roses and my tulips. I don't know the name of many flowers. And I'm giving them to him. I thought this rule. This was also mostly Ray just pinging around the place like a ping pong ball. To the point he even hit the 619 to Austin Theory's back. But when he went for another one, Theory was like, no, I don't want to. So he grabbed him and he went for the A-Town down. But of course, he'd just been smacked in the reverse region. So he fell to the floor. This is when Ray kind of just hurricanrated him back into the ropes. He got the 619 to the front. He hit the springboard splash. And it was... One, two, three. I started looking around my room like I'd missed something. This was so damn far. So I really did get into this. And look, I can't lie. I do think Austin Theory is good, but his championship reign wasn't going anywhere. And I actually think he needs a bit of a reset. But again, going back to what I just said, you can do loads with Rey Mysterio as the champion. Because do not forget his son, the Condom Dom Dom, is also the North American champion, which is the NXT equivalent. So if we are building to something, maybe at the Survivor Series... My word, I'm going to melt down. So it is the reason I wore this t-shirt today, Pro Wrestling Tees. (coughs) I didn't say anything. It made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Good for you, Ray. New champion. Up. When, of course, we got what we'd all been waiting for. The Bloodline. Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa and Paul Hayden were first out here. And they took around about 72 hours to get to the ring. When, of course, Roman was like, oh, hi, Calgary. You should acknowledge me. He also wanted to know where Jimmy Uso was. And Heyman was like, well, you know, I did try and talk to him earlier, but he didn't really get back to me, which was a little bit strange. When a hooded figure arrived, and amazingly, 
it was Jimbo Uso. The fans started to chant, you sold out at him. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Although Roman actually bought into it because he was like, yeah, you can have whatever you want. You can have a new car. And I believe he said a new yacht. He may not have said new, but if he did say new, that means that Jimmy already has a yacht. Roman was going to buy him a new one. The absolute best part of this, though, is that Jim then turned to Roman and said, I didn't do this for you. SummerSlam isn't all about you, you absolute mother Hubbard. I did it for me. And I'm so pleased that WWE did go in that direction. You don't need Jimmy and Roman hooking back up again. We're past it. They then really started to bicker, which, of course, is when Jay Uso's music hit. And man, this place became unglued. So no matter what we do going forward, let's keep this momentum going. He has become a proper superstar. And when he did get into his brother's face, the first thing they did is stare at each other. So it was super serious. But understandably, he wanted some answers. Because yeah, if my nearest and dearest turned up at the biggest moment of my life and kicked me in the chin, I want answers too. Amazingly, Jimmy was all like, yeah, I will tell you. And I did it because I loved you. Because I've been watching your actions recently. And if you had become the new tribal chief, I think you would have turned into Roman Reigns. Look what he's been doing. He's an absolute asshole. He's a manipulator. And I did not want that for you. Now, I like this for two reasons. One, I actually think Jimmy believes it. But two, do you know who he's now acting like? That's right, Roman Reigns. Because who is the ultimate manipulator in WWE? It's that damn head of the table. And now Jimmy is doing it too. And he doesn't even realize it. This all then tied in too, because Jim was like, I understand if you hate me, Jay, but that's why I'm going to stand here. And if you want, you can kick me in the face because turnaround is fair play. But Jay didn't do that. And he turned his back to his brother. Michael Cole was hilarious here. He treated it like the most surprising thing he'd ever seen. Roman then started cracking up. And I love it when he does this because it's so hilarious. He was like, ah, man, once again, this is all about me. And you need to understand, Jay, as ever, it's all about acknowledgement. And that acknowledgement needs to come towards the current tribal chief. Jay's like, man, I'm done with you. And he kicked him right in the face. This, of course, set Solus and Cole off, but Jay was able to get rid of him when Roman came in with the Superman punch. But I love this because we just treated Jay like he was a hero because he reversed it all and he speared Roman Reigns right in the middle of the ring. By this point, Jimmy had started to walk to the back, although he was moving so slowly to tie into what we were going to do because Jay was like, man, you got to get back to the ring because we need to have a chat. Now, of course, Jimbo thought they were going to have a hug. So as he ran in, like he was some kind of a care bear, Jay Uso super kicked him. And man, I was howling. That is a meme for life. We got the biggest tease of the evening too, because Jay left through the crowd. And as he was going, he said he's out of the bloodline. He's out of SmackDown. And he is out or he quits the WWE. I mean, oodalale. So I guess he's going to vanish for a while. And he should do, because that poor guy must be an emotional wreck. Maybe he turns up on Raw or something. Although, again, he did say WWE. And if we do use this to do the Jimmy Uso versus Roman Reigns match, I ain't going to be mad at that because I think eventually we should pull the trigger on it. I mean, Jimbo's going to lose, but do it anyway. If nothing else, I hope that Jim just smacks Roman at some point to underline that they're not back on the same page. Okay, look, maybe this wasn't as compelling as some of the bloodline angles we've seen recently, but when you dive into it, it's still opening up so many doors, and I am still a fan, mostly, because clearly WWE has a plan and they're sticking to it. Sometimes it's going to be fire, sometimes it won't be as crazy, but that is okay. Let's just see where it's going to go. I enjoyed it anyway. Which did indeed bring us to the end of another smacker down, and I'm just going to give it an up. And very sadly, we were trying to get a whole week of just ups and nose downs, but I stand by that down. Like, you like to yell at me and go, Simon, you're so biased, you're not honest at all, which is not true. 
I am an integral Ian. Now, of course, please tell me what an asshole I am in the comments. You can write whatever you want. There are no rules. And look, ups and downs for Dynamite. AEW is on the screen. Click it and let's get that synergy going. Otherwise, I'll see you bright and early on Monday when we up those downs for Collision. And also, if you are watching this on the Saturday, tomorrow is two weeks still all in. At Wembley, we are living in the crazy times. Make sure you enjoy it. Goodbye. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.